This episode of Super GG Radio is brought to you by our Patreon. Patrons of the show can get our Dogs of Super GG Radio newsletter, Super GG Radio stickers, a slap on your closest PC or bag, input on what we cover, game nights with the hosts, and even a chance to win a copy of an indie we talked about. Not only that, but 90% of all patron contributions go to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Visit patreon.com slash superggradio to learn more. What's good, Internet? Welcome to session 192 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and anime enthusiast, Alex Arona. People be loving that spy family, but I'm all about the Vash the Stampedes. I once knew a man known as Stripper Vash, but that's a local legend for another day. Also with me today is Naruto Stan, my big brother Phil. Hey, Phil, what are your thoughts on this Jamal Williams and his self-declared first swag Kazakage, right? That's how I said it. I said it right. Why? Right. Why stop there? <laughs> I'd rather be Crypto Windshadow. Sam Bankman Fried nearly got away with it, but on the way to the bank, man, his ass got fried in the Bahamas. Ha <laughs> Naruto. That was a lot of references packed into one uh, two-sentence. That it was a lot. Uh, but and while we're anime enthusiasts, that enthusiasm generally ends around episode 200. So luckily, we have One Piece expert Andre the Wet Gamer Cole. Yo, Andre, tell me, have they found the One Piece? I gotta tell you, Alex, all I found was a five-piece meal at KFC, four pieces of eight, a three-piece suit, two 22s in my shoes, one piece of the puzzle, and zero peace of mind, because they have still not found the One Piece. Though I'm pretty sure the One Piece was the friends we made along the way. So, is that's always the way. It's, uh, it's we're it's the real treasure. one piece the walking um, one piece you've read I, I all know. of them as well I, not all i am i am a little behind right now like 20 30 issues behind but i did in like 2021 2020 2021 read all 1000 issues of one piece and now it is still going so i have fallen off i'm not so much a weekly reader like i I like to binge read and binge watch, so it's hard for me to keep that, up when I'm caught up. That was one of the massive shonens I never really just got into. I mean, uh, One Piece and Bleach, just, I couldn't do it. One Dragon Piece, Ball? One Piece isn't, like, I, Dragon Ball is my first love. I'm never, I can never mm-hmm. besmirch Dragon Ball, but One Piece is, like, one of the more socially conscious shonen, like, of the that type. You got class warfare. You got like slavery. You got political stuff. You got you got so much going on, and it's just like all hidden in this wacky adventure anime. It's great. I was not pre- and it's I was not prepared to be sold on One Piece right now. Oh, it's fucking incredible. <laughs> I mean, it it takes a while to get there, but then it's like, oh damn, they they got a lot going on here. I got to I got pretty far in Bleach and then I stopped because it got boring and then everyone I talked to goes, "Oh yeah, there was like a straight 3 seasons of it getting real boring and then it got mm-hmm. good again and then it, it finished." I was like, yeah. "Oh, so I didn't well, really miss it." Hey, it's back that. and it's ending. All the For fans real. I talked to said, "You didn't miss anything. You're good." No. Okay. It's it's Bleach is fun, but it's not it's not One Piece. 
The last Shonen like uh, series that I watched was Hunter X Hunter. Yeah, Hunter Hunter, very good. Oh my god, yeah. and that's that, back. That's I back. yeah, the manga yeah. is. Uh, I watched the anime last year for the first time, and it had like the most touching storyline of any anime or any like shonen that i've watched that's like actually brought me to tears with one of the storylines that i was shocked it's a good series yeah and that's with the all the anime talk because we got a whole bunch of anime and early adopters plus we got all the news that's fit to rake and in the end actually as, as it turns out it looks like the backlog's kind of more anime so it's an anime heavy episode Let's go. But first, Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that might awaken something inside of me. Wait, what? Hmm? We played... uh, Well, let's start with Eternal Return. Uh, Eternal Return is a free-to-play, early-access... You you all like Dota 2? It is basically no. Dota 2. Oh, it's no. <laughs> I, I do not like Dota 2. I do not like it. How many in hours a box. of Dota 2 I, have you played? Uh, probably like six. Now we talk oh, about We talk League of Legends. We're we're in like over you know in the thousands. Okay, so it, it, we're okay. We're there. We're there. <laughs> it really did feel a lot like Diablo. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit of Dota, League of Legends, a little bit of Diablo, but in Battle Royale form, which is very common nowadays to kind of find that Battle Royale, you know, and then give it a little of a unique spin. I, I can uh, swear yeah, I made this pitch on an episode of Gaming Fix, but said they should do it with League of Legends. And <laughs> here we are with this Korean. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not it's not a first-person shooter like all the other uh, survival games have been, so that's a nice uh, departure. Yeah, there have been some like third-party action, like Naraka Blade Point or whatever, that other martial arts one that was on PS Plus and was not good at all. Yeah. Yeah, there have been some other ones, but I don't think that I've ever... I've seen a 2D... Like a 2D platform. We played a 2D platformer one last year. Okay. And that was that was a weird one. So like different sections of like a flat building space were Okay. Sure. This would would be removed. But in this case, yeah, that that uh that that Dota variation really kind of puts it in there. You are uh top down and you have a character that is looting and combining items, a la what you would do in, in, say, one of those MOBAs where you just have two items and you can level them up, you have roughly, what, six skills? Six abilities? See, yeah, you got the four, and then you got, like, a passive, and then you've got, like, a pair, like, an act, a, a third active ability. Like, uh, it's, it's like one character has a parry, one has a grappling hook thing. I'm not sure. They just added something onto the D key. It's just a MOBA with an extra button. Yeah. And then uh, and you get these abilities that you level up as you go. The early game is a lot of just farming, you know, you're far- killing I mean, uh, mobs yeah, of creatures. It's a MOBA. What was that? It's, it's, it's a MOBA. You go around and you kill stuff and it, with more, level up. more looting, much like Diablo, like you said before, uh, when you're picking up these materials that you then craft into your items, you're not buying. I guess you can buy the materials, but you're not buying items from a shop, really. 
And it definitely had an interesting crafting system where you could see there was like a tree of items that would lead to another item. And it uh, it, it helps you, at least uh, in this early access, it certainly tries to help you build items. I mean, I really do hope that it's something that they keep uh, in the game going forward just because, uh, I mean, yeah, after you play it about a year or so, you pick it up, you know, and you're, it's almost muscle memory <clears throat> when you're trying to craft stuff. But like most people, when they come in, they're going to be like, oh, okay, what do I got? What can I craft? What can I do? Yeah, it's... It does really a really, to me, unique thing. And I guess because of the crafting system where you're looting all the materials to craft stuff, you can look at the map or at the before the match starts, you can select a kind of a, you can select like a recipe or a guide basically that you want to follow. And mm -hmm. then it'll you pick where you want to start and you can start near where you're. Uh, it'll tell you like, OK, you should go here first, then you should go to this area second, third and fourth. And so you can start wherever, and then it'll tell you on the map, okay, now you're finished here, you've looted everything you need in this area, now go over to this area and pick up everything over there that you need, uh, which is a neat way to handle that and make it clear, because if I went in here without any of that, I'd be like, I don't know where to go, I don't know where anything is, what do these items do? I don't know! Right, it can get a little confusing. Yeah, a lot yeah, of these games don't have that when they come out. Like, League of Legends took, like, a decade to put in anything like that. Yeah, they just the, those those games the 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 MOBAs have generally been with like you know you just got to figure it out and start researching or go to like a wiki guide and start printing out pages and pages of items and leveling leveling guides and then they started adding features to help out the layman I want to say like a year or two ago. Uh, Dota's had it for quite Dota two had it for quite a while. Um, like oh, user, I, I, user I remember made being really. I remember printing I mean, out like oh, yeah. a couple of guys. Yeah, I mean Dota Dota one and I'm sure early Dota two, but eventually like they started putting in more helpful things like guides and things like that. So it, it's smart that they have that in here so early because it, without it, I think a lot of people would bounce off. But I think having it in there makes it easy to get into and stay into. And then of course you have. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was say, of course, we now we also have our, our all these different anime characters with very distinct personalities. Mm -hmm. That's exactly where I was going. If you look at the the anime type characters that they give you, and even the intro animations actually really, really is done really, really well. And then the hub they put you in in between matches, you know, in the laboratory. Uh, it, actually, it all looks fantastic. The artwork is great. It's yeah, and this this has seasons, of course, like seasons of content as they're going through the early access phase. Though the joke I made in the beginning about awakening something in me, they had the season eight like skins for everybody, and they're all just wearing very fuzzy, like warm looking sl animal slumber skins. party slumber party furries. skins. <clears throat> they're not yeah, furries; not they're <laughs> that is a very distinct thing. That, that was yeah. his comment earlier. Oh, uh -huh. I was like, oh man, that also just looks very warm and fuzzy and comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, is there a character that you have gravitated towards? I only played, I played one regular match, which I think was probably a lot of bots, even though I didn't do against AI, and then one Cobalt Protocol, which was, I was like, I don't know what this is. It's just, it unlocked level three. I'm going to try it out, I guess. So, I didn't get a chance to try Cobalt Protocol. Do you know, mm -hmm. do you remember what it did that made it different? It, so it's a team, you know, you're like teams of two teams of four. And then you're going, it's like there's three towers and you capture the towers and then also like a deathmatch type thing. 
I'm not really sure. It didn't explain anything well. And there's like a kind of a draft of characters. It'll be like, okay, there's four characters. Pick which character you want. And then it switches right, like right before it starts. And it's like, okay, there's some other characters. So if you want to change to one of these, you can now. But you don't Hmm. get to like freely choose characters, really. It's, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I played Jan in that mode, who's like a punchy dude. Um yeah, he let his ult sets up like a ring, like a wrestling or a boxing ring, and then you can kick people into it, and then they bounce off the ropes, and then they come back towards the middle, or if they try to leave, they get slowed and take damage. I wasn't good at that mode, because I didn't know how to get items. Oh, yeah. I don't know what <laughs> happened. Everyone else, we picked- won, but everyone else had, like, legendary items, and I just had all purples, and I'm like, how did how did you get those? Oh, Wow. Okay, so there's probably some the more advanced mechanics as far as getting legendary items, I'm sure, right? It would help if they explained how it worked. But I liked <laughs> uh in the main in the regular game I played, I played I think it was a Lennox, who's a lady with a whip, and mm-hmm. she can like knock people up or like do a grappling whip type thing and she like whips them and pulls them towards her, or like a circle attack. Uh neat stuff. Neat stuff. I won that one, but I think it was AI. I don't know for sure. What about you, Phil? Uh, I went through the tutorial missions, and that's pretty much it. I just spent time just kind of getting a feel of the game, clicking around, looking at the map, and, you know, following some of its suggestions and just kind of just exploring the atmosphere and checking it all out and looking at the crafting stuff. So I didn't get too deep into the game mechanics outside of the tutorial, but, I mean, it's definitely a fun game. I, I picked the uh, – there was a girl that uh, had a guitar. Okay. And that was pretty cool. So a lot of her abilities had to do with like music and she was more of a ranged character. So she was like shooting guitar notes at people and like play and like her one of her more powerful abilities just had a sweeping like guitar swing that would just hit like the like a quarter of a space. So it, it, she could hit multiple characters and enemies at once. Who's that lady in uh, Bla- but not Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear. Who's the guitar lady in Guilty yeah, Gear? Yeah, that's kind of what she that's why I picked her is because she kind of looked like uh, the girl from from Guilty Gear. We both almost said Blaze Blue. <laughs> yeah, I own Blaze Blue. Yeah. The uh, the the problem is is that me, uh, I have not played. Eno is Emobo- the guitar girl. What was her name? Eno. Oh, Eno. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The the I have not played a MOBA in a long time, so my first thought I see somebody and I'm like, well, I'm just gonna destroy this player. You know, playing Apex Legends, I'd be like, oh, you just shoot first, you know. Tap. And, and in this case, tap it was not a. <laughs> I I did the same thing. I ran into someone at like level one and we started fighting and then we're like, you know what? We're just, we're just both going to walk away from this. Cause it's not, it's not worth it. That, that, yeah, that's exactly what happened. It was just like, Oh, okay. We're just like hanging out and like, we're not doing anything at this point. But then the other, uh, as I leveled up, <clears throat> I did find that there was a little bit of like a, you need to know your character and what your like what your character is about, not so much like because of their abilities, but there are, you know, uh, obviously there's a there's a push and pull and a, you know, a rock paper scissors game of who's better for what. Because I started, I did find somebody that was level, that was like level three, and I was at least six or seven, mm. and I was like, well, I could just destroy this person, and they were like a physical, big, muscular, punchy dude, mm. and he just like decimated me. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, there was like. Maybe they had. I'm a ranged character. They had, I'm probably yeah. better for taking out somebody different. They had they had maybe looted up better than you had at that point or something. It's hard to say. Like, 
Because there are big power spikes in that game, depending on the guide you use and the character you are, and figuring out when those spikes are is, you know, that's part of MOBAs and knowing the characters and what they can do. And there's already, I don't know, do you know how long this game has been in early access? It, uh, let's see, uh, 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of characters in this game. Which, well, again, they, they're on season seven, I believe it was. Yeah, and okay, this is an early access game. You're not on. Se- you can't say you're on season eight if you're an early access game. You're not out. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's why garbage. I picked it. I was like, this is on early access, and then I'm like, we got into it, and I'm like, this is well. Mm-hmm. It's like how there were like they how were doing was... seasons and Marvel Snap, and so there are a bunch of cards that like you just can't. I mean, you can because they're in the pool, but. You can't get certain cards because they're not in the thing. Uh, yeah, it's you can't do seasons on early access games. <laughs> well, the question is, how long was Dota Two in early access? Like twenty, uh, like twenty was, seasons. Was beta, I don't know. Yeah, but everything in that game was like free. All the characters were free, and you just had to buy cosmetics. Like that's completely different. I think that's what this is, isn't it? No, it's you have to buy. Uh, you have to buy characters. Uh, yep. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's it's. I think it's the League of Legends model. Okay. Um, which, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that because, like, on one hand, you can practice all the characters, I believe, um, if you want. Okay. But I think... So you can try before you buy. Yes, yes. And League just added that, too, recently. Uh, and it's it's smart. and Or Apex added it. Maybe I'm thinking of Apex. One of the games out of that. Uh, it's smart because you can try out the character. And you can see, okay, what does this character do? But you focus on learning how to play like a, just a subset of characters and ones you want. And then you can, but you also have to learn the other characters so you know how to fight them. So it's, you know, a big part of these games is learning the matchups and how to play against different characters. And like, Oh, this character is much stronger than me. I don't want to fight them, but it's interesting. Cause I guess they're also support type characters and cause they're like duo and group modes. I don't know, but maybe it's just trios. I'm not sure, but Mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty it's an interesting approach to the MOBA thing and I think they do it pretty well but I I want to try and get in there with some other like actual players because I feel like I was just playing against bots because these people were not not doing too hot against me <laughs> uh, the guy I faced just wrecked my face yeah. so <laughs> maybe I don't know yeah maybe you're right maybe I'm bad at bots which actually could be a thing too who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting game. Yep, and you know we had quite the odyssey with this game, but we did play another odyssey, One Piece Odyssey demo. Give me a great, give me a, give me a great, Andre. It's on the the transition. Yeah, As the the start was a little forced. Okay. Like I don't was it was it an Odyssey with Eternal Return? Uh, I guess if it's Eternal, Eternal things, it could be a bit of an Odyssey if you're eternally returning. So we'll give you like a, a B minus. Yes, I'll get there. We're gonna get that A. But for now, uh, Andre, we also asked you on here because you obviously we talked about it. You're you're definitely more of a One Piece expert than the rest of us. But you yes. know, uh, we played uh, the One Piece Odyssey uh, demo that came out what yesterday. It came out a couple days the ago. The tenth, the tenth. Did it right, so two days ago. <clears throat> Phil, you uh, you were playing on Xbox One, right? Big Xbox One S or One X? Oh, uh, Series Series X, yeah. How how did it how how was it running on there? 
pretty good. Uh, this game really, I mean, it's a Namco Bandai uh, production. You know, they have that whole uh, Shonen uh, uh, connection, but it really felt like a Square Enix uh, kind of uh, JRPG. If you look, I mean, the way it was looking at it, I'm like, this feels a lot like uh, Dragon Quest. At least in, in the way the, the the graphics and art style is done, it felt a lot like Dragon Quest, especially um, those newer ones. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I'm like, this is definitely a JRPG feel using, you know, well-known and loved characters. And it brings you into uh, the story of One Piece. And it throws you in into these battles against other uh, these creatures that... Uh, which is kind of interesting because usually when you fight in a JRPG, it's everybody versus a set of monsters, but they, they separate you guys into different groups. So like one guy's fighting monsters and then the other girl's fighting another set of monsters. It's everybody can hold their own. And at this point, and they really make sure that everybody shines and you get to use all the characters. So, uh, it's definitely, a, a, an interesting, uh, uh, way to approach the JRPG and this, Again, it's a well-loved shonen uh, series, so you've got to do it justice. Especially in these, like, in the world of, you know, when you have a JRPG, it's what, you get three characters, four max. I mean, there were games back in the PS1 era of, like, oh, you have a group of, like, eight. But that has, that's been a, that's been a far cry for a long time since that's ever been a, that's, a thing, that's not so. a JRPG. Like, come on, let's... <clears throat> But it's, it's, it's been a long time. Su- 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 you, got, you got like a yeah, hundred people. Yeah, I was gonna say Suikoden is just so many, yeah. so many characters. Oh, was it Final Fantasy uh, six had like 10, 12? But they were in different. Oh, they were in different parties, though, right? Yeah. Still, so what I'm I saying mean, is that that's, like that's a lot of people to t- uh, keep track of. Yeah, it's it, but it's really cool that you can have all of those characters now in a single combat experience. It, it's you, similar to um, Persona. Uh, like Persona, yeah, like Persona Four, Persona, uh, Persona Four. Did Persona Four do it? Maybe Persona Five. Yeah, because Persona Five, you can actively switch characters in the middle of battle. So you've got the three that are fighting, but then you can be like, "Oh, okay, I need this person to switch out." And right? Am I misremembering? No, no, no. the The tricky part about it is that you lose a turn. Yeah, sure, you lose a turn. Like, yeah, this is more generous, now, and you can just like hop. You can just be like, "Okay, this person needs to swap out," and I want to bring in this non-active party member in because they, on the rock, paper, scissor grid, this other character that I don't have in the party or, you know, in the fight right now will be better at taking on these enemies. And that's, that's, that's what I mean mostly is because like when you're playing Persona, I, I know that that's a feature, but the hit for losing a full turn is so, so it's, it's too much for me. That I think that, that like that's too expensive of a, like a full turn is expensive to me. So mm-hmm. I very rarely used it unless I like absolutely it was it was absolutely right. necessary for like a boss battle. And here, the fact that you don't lose a turn it makes it so that you're just like you're popping them in and out. You're in and out. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy out, this person in. Next turn, this person in, this person out. I was swapping them all out, and it made me feel like I had that that full party of eight just at any given time ready to go. And I and I like that. That that constant like swapping yeah. in and out. It ma- I never I didn't I used everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they make it compelling to use everyone, and because like you said, you don't have to like lose a turn. So you'd be like, uh, I need to get Tony Tony Chopper in here so he can heal up uh, all the you know my allies because he's the doctor, and or I need to do like I need a skill move, and none of my people in have skill moves at the moment. Uh, 
And it kind of auto-rotates them between battles, too. It's just like, okay, now this person's going to be in there by default in the next battle, which I thought was interesting. So it doesn't... That makes it so much more dynamic because there's no penalty. So it's like, oh, I don't even care if they put somebody else in there. It it, it also just, like, alleviates the problem of tank healer DPS, right? Yep. Or, like, you know, you always need a healer. You always need a physical person, a magic user. Now it's like, oh, just have whoever because it's all going to work. Yeah. And it flows so well, too. Mm-hmm. It does It does a pretty good job of keeping everyone's personality um, as part of it. And because it has, like, the different zones and people facing off against different groups of enemies, the way they use the abilities is like, okay, this ability can hit an enemy in the same zone as you, or this is a ranged ability and can hit an enemy far away from you, or this can hit groups, uh, was pretty clever and an interesting twist on the jrpg combat that i haven't seen before in other games so i am shocked in this licensed like after a lot of bad dragon ball games like there there are dragon ball games i like but a a lot of bad ones too like i think kakarot is like eh, not nothing to write (laughs) home about but this is like a surprisingly engaging and unique system that i haven't seen before though i haven't played a lot of jrpgs in recent years as someone who has played a bunch of JRPGs in the most recent years, this is a fantastic system okay. that hasn't been done a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say the like the representations of all the characters has been really good. Uh, like I've only watched a little of the anime, like a hundred, maybe a hundred episodes. Um, but based on the manga, and that's stuff, a little. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, there's like over a thousand episodes, so like you know, I know Getty's Getty's like watched an like, episode two hundred. I've watched like a tenth of it, but just just read the manga. It's faster. Like you can read like five issues of the manga in the time it takes you to read one or watch one episode. Like, come on. Um, anyway, so the representations of the characters are very good. It's like the author. Eichiro Oda it worked on the story, I, you know, whatever that means. How much did he actually work on the story? He's been writing One Piece for ages and whatnot. But you know, is he worked a, on this game. Is this a unique story, or is yes, this, like this a, is a this is arc? this is a unique, brand new story. It it does sound like it's going to visit some, going to visit spaces from the, from like the manga and the anime, like Alabasta Kingdom. I don't know why they're going there or what's happening, but it's definitely like, I guess supposed to be like semi, uh, semi canon because they're they're making it seem like the the world government folks, the the guys in the tower with the mustaches and the beards are, they're bad guys because they're part of the government and government's bad, mm-hmm. you know. Um, trying As to stop do. trying to stop Luffy from getting the One Piece for some reason. Uh, He's got that D, if you know what I mean. He's got that that one piece energy. He's got the monkey D, Luffy. I'll let you guess what the D stands for. Um, but yeah, he's monkey da Luffy. <laughs> monkey da Luffy, slap a da Luffy. Um, the, yeah, it's, um, it's a. You say that they have fair representation, like they look yeah, good yeah. as character models. I will. Yeah. I will say, anime in three D. I mean, like, like, look, Nami has big mommy milkers, and that's just, (laughs) she's like 19, okay, we gotta get over it, we gotta respect it, uh, it's, it's it's a problem. 
That's not that not. It, it, I mean, I'm I'm more going off of like if you look at the way Monkey DeLuffy looks. Sure. I mean, he, yeah. His eyes are horrifying. I was gonna say, even in the anime, he looked off. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it has a very <laughs> distinct art style, uh, which it you know, if you're gonna run for a thousand issues or whatever, you kind of gotta. But it's very goofy and plays off of the fact that he's a rubber man and it can stretch to ridiculous proportions. And yeah, uh, they look, the characters look weird, but it's, it's fine. It's supposed to. Yeah, they're supposed to. And I think like the, the animals and the creatures, like the clams walking around on the beach and the, the walruses, the baboon or the gorilla you fight early, all that stuff is got pretty cool design. I think it's. I think it's. It just kind of reminds me very heavily of like uh, when they did the, um, the Shonen Jump game. Mm-hmm. That was a Jump Force. And it, it just, you, yeah, Jump Force. And then you see like you see Goku, all muscular and like looking like normal anime guy. And then you just have Monkey DeLuffy, who's like an extra foot and a half taller than Goku, lanky as hell with the eyes mm-hmm. bulging out of his mm-hmm. eye sockets. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, who that anime? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's different. Yep, it, and hey, that's that's cool that they can do that. But yeah, it it is a it is a very distinct look. I saw someone earlier today saying, "Oh yeah, my wife doesn't like it," and she realized it's because so many of the characters look like clowns, and she's afraid of clowns, uh, apparently. So yeah, there are, there are some very comical and ridiculous looking characters. Frankie is just absurd. Like the big, big, ro- is big, the big robot man, uh, oh, yeah. like half robot, is a cyborg, I guess. Uh, like, she must absolutely hate JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, probably, I, you know, I've not <laughs> talked to her directly, but yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, One Piece Odyssey. Oh, I will say, uh, as someone who lives in Japan and speaks Japanese, if you are looking to study Japanese, the at least so far, um, the Japanese has been pretty easy to understand. But, you know, you have to take some time to, like, get up to, you know, a point where you could hear it. But it's clearly spoken and it's simple enough that if you were studying, you'd be like, oh, I can pick this up here and there. And it's also, like, 90% of it is spoken at least maybe all of it. Uh, so it seemed like it. Yeah. So if you are someone who would like to practice your Japanese and some listening stuff, it's, it's a good choice. I'm sure later on they get into more like weird esoteric, like MacGuffin type stuff that you, they talk about and you, magic yeah, abilities and whatnot. But uh, at least early on, and I'm sure for a lot of it, it's pretty simple stuff that is easy to glock. Hmm. That's good to know. So that was One Piece Odyssey and Eternal Return. Now, uh, I know that I uh, have officially been sold on One Piece, so I got to uh, take a second here and start on uh, episode three, where I left off. Let's let's take a break. There's a lot to do here. We'll be back. We'll be back when Alex finishes One Piece. After these messages. It's going to be at least a few hours, guys.
news. Since it's an anime episode, I gotta ask, what do you use to tie up a chicken? That was an extraordinarily bad transition. Just wait. What do you? What do what, what you use to tie up a chicken? There, there was, you can't just leave the joke hanging. You gotta wait to the end of the the section to go to oh, then to hear oh, the end of the joke. You're gonna hear okay, it. Okay, it's okay. There. I see. I see now. Okay. All right. So we got some news this week. Uh, first piece of new news: Marvel Snap PvP will be released end of January. So we're finally gonna get some like direct PvP action. I was gonna say, technically, isn't that game always a PvP? Uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a friendly PvP, like against against your your buddies, or what might be my case is making decks and then trying them against myself using a PC. <laughs> actually, I was thinking that would actually be a pretty good uh, a pretty good feature. A couple uh, actually a couple yeah. weeks ago. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, maybe that way Alex could try to uh, drop some of his stuff on me, and then I could mm-hmm. show him the obnoxious decks I come up with. Yeah, it's like it. I just want to try stuff out without losing rank. Because there they have been have, so um, many times where I'm the, like, maybe this will work, and then it doesn't work. I'm like, oh man. The developers have actually come come forward and started giving data, all the data they've collected, and mm-hmm. some of the things that they've come up with is what is the most like used or most successful card and then also what is the most underrated like but good card and uh as it turns out uh, the most apparently sh- card uh, what was that oh uh, no I, I think i was about to say what you're about to say so go for it do you know who it is i i think so guess you tell me I, is it human torch that is the most underrated card okay okay that is a good one what is the most winningest card? Shang Chi. Yeah, Shang-Chi. I thought Shang Chi was it. in the most losing decks. Maybe I was looking at the wrong information. I don't know. No, I believe yeah, it because when you get somebody overpowered, like, and they keep putting their apocalypse up to like plus sixteen, mm-hmm. and then you whip out a Shang Chi and just bust them down. Oh yeah. Uh, I definitely always win with like like an apocalypse, and then if the Shang Chi is always like fuck me up. Real bad. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's terrible. It's just like they like, pop them out nice in the, the last wrench. turn. You're like, no, how could you do this? Or, you know, like I'll have them, but I'm like, I can't, I can't play them because I'm going to reveal first and I know they're going to put something here, but it doesn't matter because yeah. I'm just, I can't, I can't do anything about it. It's, it's not there's, an everyday card. There's a lot of really good strategy that goes into that game. Okay. All right, uh, next piece of news, Xbox is having a developer stream January 25th to talk about some of their uh, smaller titles that are coming out uh, this year, including Redfall. Uh, we are not going to see uh, Starfield, though. Starfield is its own showcase, they have said. When is they Starfield to get coming out, like, March, May? When, they when said start? end of the, the, uh, the, the first quarter. Oh, so, so like, March... Well, they said fiscal quarter. I think their fiscal quarter ends like June. I guess. I, I get. Oh yeah, I guess fiscal twenty twenty three is from April to June. So okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't even know what I want to see from Xbox. I like I like Arcane's games, so I'd, I'm curious about Redfall, but I don't 
like I'm not too stoked on multiplayer. What I would like them to a do people... is be like, hey, we've made it easy to play your Game Pass games on the Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want. That's that's all I care about. The uh, Red the Redfall has actually been having a lot of uh, the reverse, like neg- like they've had they. Basically, pe- people have not understood what the game is, and the more they've come clear with more details on the game and how it plays, the like the more hype I've seen around it. Specifically, people were prepared to just write it off as another Left for Dead, and as it turns out, it's more of like a death loop or prey where you can just have yeah. other people in your party. Yeah, and I I kind of always thought that's what it was because that's the kind of games they make. Uh, I don't know why you would think they would make anything else at this point, but yeah, it, I'll have to see because like Deathloop was, I liked Deathloop, but it was less engaged or less open than I open. thought. Like I thought it'd be like the whole island is kind of your playground, but you're going between distinct areas and it was, you know, it, it was, was a very, fine way it was to vi- do it, but it was not what I expected. It was a lot more linear than they let on. Uh, sh- all their games are pretty linear. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't. That's not a problem. Uh, Prey is less so. Prey, but... I don't think Prey. Yeah, Prey was yeah. Like their least linear one. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, there were different ways to go about doing things. And yeah, uh, I'm interested in Redfall. Maybe we'll see Fable Four. They have Four said Bowl. no Fable. Oh, okay. Well, then, who cares? <laughs> Next piece of news, Final Fantasy 16 probably won't come to PC for at least a year, which is keeping up with Sony's like, okay, the PC games will come out like usually a year or so after the the initial PlayStation release. Hey, remember when they said in the launch trailer or the announcement trailer, also on PC? Yep, not right away. (laughs) One year later. All they said in the announce trailer was also available on PC. (laughs) Was eventually. Was 15 eventually PC, or was it day and date? Oh, was that... Uh, I'm, I don't know. I don't think it was. Mm, okay. But that was I'm also so on, like, everything. Or, you know, it was on Xbox, too, so... Yeah, so then it had to be. Okay. It didn't have to be yeah. on PC at that time. Well, yeah. like, uh, November thir- 29th, 2016... Thirteen was on everything as well. That was like the first. I remember that being the wildest thing, being like, "Holy crap!" A Final Fantasy is on Xbox. Wait, wait, why? Okay, it's given. Okay, so it came to Windows in twenty eighteen for Final Fantasy fifteen. Okay, so it was after. Yeah, mm-hmm. two years after. Okay. Uh, the more I hear about this game, and also with this stuff about like, oh, we just buy a PS5, uh, which is what Yoshi P said. And I'm just like, my guy, <laughs> you got to be better at marketing your games. We, The video where it says also on PC is still up on the internet. Uh, you can go to <laughs> IGN.com and you can see it. And like the stuff he's been saying about the game, like, oh, we don't have any people of color in this game because we don't like it's like fantasy world and we don't want to like distract it's a fantasy world people can be whatever color you want it doesn't matter uh and they have a problem with that in final fantasy 7 yeah and like it's like we don't they're like oh we've got hate crimes in this game it's very dark and serious I'm like, who cares like just stop talking about this <laughs> game the way your marketing is that's terrible not like yeah that's that's really not a marketing point that's not a marketing bullet point it's like they they very much are playing into the 
the grimdark, like, oh, we watched Game of Thrones aspect of it. And the more I see of this game, the more they talk about it, like, the less interested I am in it. Hey, Square Enix, yeah. let's finish uh, the re-release of 7. Come on. Uh, uh, hey, you know what? Yes. All hands on deck. Well, no, don't put Yoshi P on Final Fantasy 7 Remake, because I, <laughs> I actually don't think that he is the dude that everyone makes him out to be. Into, like, I don't think that final fantasy 14 is all that in a bag of chips like many people do Mm-mm. after spending you know playing through half of up to Stormblood, half of Stormblood, it just ain't it and you know i'm happy that people have a thing they like and can enjoy it but i i don't think it's i don't think it's what the rest of that series needs i get it I get it. I, I, as someone that really wanted to, to get into it and really enjoy it, I don't know. I like Downton Abbey because of the political intrigue. And then everyone yells at me. They're like, yeah, but it's like Game of Thrones, but without like nudity and, and fighting. And I'm like, that's it's fine. Still pretty good political. Who, still pretty good ca- political intrigue, man. Who cares about the nudity and fighting? Like, you know, there are. Yeah, it's. And that's what I mean is that like that's where I get like Final Fantasy fourteen as like something people like. It's like, yeah, it's there's a lot of political intrigue in that game. I get it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Next piece of news, TMNT Shredder's Revenge now on uh, mobile phones via Netflix. Netflix has been slowly building their How own. How old game. are you? How old on mobile phones? <laughs> That tripped me out when they started releasing mobile games. What is it, November of last year? Something like. But that. they've been they've been kind of building up a kind of a hot like little library here. Oxen free. Well, if F- you think is FTL? No, FTL was just on. Mobile. No, they like got the, um the uh, their other game. The, 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 I can't remember what's called. It's not as good. They as were FTL. leveraging. They were leveraging their own licensing by dropping all the stra- uh, Stranger Things games on there too. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what is the game that did. That was the real good one. The the, the from the FTL people, into the breach, into the breach. That's what it's into called. the breach. Yeah. Uh, Point P. I heard really good things about Point P. Uh, we, I didn't even notice this it? one, but Relic Hunters Rebels, which was a game that we talked about on this podcast, Before Your Eyes is a great little indie that I played last year. Kentucky Route Zero. Right. Excellent. That, right. What? What? <laughs> Yeah, like the the yeah. games they're they're putting out a lot of great, and they're just like if you have a Netflix subscription, they're just f- free, which is wild. Yeah, yeah they, they've they've definitely kind of amassed a, a quiet like Moonlighter. Moonlighter, I I got bored of Moonlighter, but I definitely played like ten hours of Moonlighter. Spiritfarer, like oh, what are we doing, man? Yeah, they got they definitely amassed an, a, a a good little quality collection here. I don't think it's any like super. So so Game Pass, but you know they're they're doing the damn thing, and I'm in terms of stuff you could play on your phone. Like it's you know I I don't think I'll be playing TMNT Shredder's Revenge on my phone anytime soon. But hey, if that's something you want to do, hey, cool. Get get an iPad, man. Throw it, it on there. You know what? Get a controller. S- stuff like this is like Netflix and their games they're putting out on phones is going to be the type of thing that actually makes the Razer whatever new handheld they're putting out or like the Logitech G Cloud or, you know, these streaming things or the handheld Android gaming devices uh, that I even are, have, you know, um... coming out to match the, you know, to be like the Switch or the Steam Deck. 
Oh yeah, right, this starts like, to so make them marketing. Yeah, there was like some Giz China article that was like, "Oh, this new Razer handheld is gonna kill the Steam Deck and the Switch." It's like, no, it's not. It's an Android handheld it's tablet with running a, Snapdragon yeah. processor. It, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's more powerful than a Switch, but it doesn't have Switch games, and it's not gonna like emulate Switch games. So, like, no, it's not the killer. What are you talking about? It's not a powerhouse. No. no. But I, again, I will say that I have the backbone, the controller that goes sure, on your yeah. phone. Yeah. I got one too. I'd, They're really nice. I'd I'd play Point P on there. Yeah, you, you know? could play Bust Out, TMNT, Shredder's Revenge on your phone. Hell yeah! You got, the, got the controller. That's a perfectly great way to play that game. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you if you have if, if you have one of those controllers and you have a great Wi-Fi, I mean, there's a lot of actually really good options for streaming outside of uh you know instead of having to play android games with the xbox cloud and now with the the netflix uh gaming uh ant stream ant stream is a fantastic retro uh uh service that's basically it's free and you can play a lot of old school arcade games on there and even some like old school amiga games that if you've never touched or were curious about hey, just have a rip through it yeah, there's, there's a lot of good options now, and I kind I kind of love where we're at. I remember being the person just dying for there to be a, a mo, like a, a mobile playing the games that I want to play, the quality I want to play on the go. And I was I was going to people's houses with three uh, with four Xbox controllers and a backpack with a USB dongle and a laptop. Hey guys, you guys want to play like some party games? You want to play this? You want to play that? Like I'll I'll play I'll go on a road trip and just bring a laptop and an Xbox controller and now I don't have to and it's amazing. They're my games and I want them now. I mean, the Switch started that, you know, then we got the Steam Deck and now Netflix and uh Xbox Game Pass on the mobile. On the mobile phone, Andre. Okay, Grandpa. Mobile. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons TV show coming to Paramount Plus. Did anyone see that Chris Pratt, the Chris, uh, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine movie? Nobody has uh, seen it, it because it's not good. out. Wait, did it not come out? It's, I thought it's, it's, I thought it's it out. In, did. It's, it's out in March. Yeah. The Monk. Uh, the, oh, you're right. Okay. I actually kind of want to see that. It looks hot. It looks good. Oh, right? I definitely want to see it. Uh, my boys just re- recently got into doing D and D, and I've been running uh, some games for them re- recently with their friends. And they've been having a great time. There has been a big backlash against Wizards of the Coast over their new uh, Dungeons and Dragons One. I think is the new edition they're trying to push out, but it's got a lot of like arc or not arcane. It's it's uh, a lot of very restrictive licensing stuff and so content creators are like this sucks this is not good for us and so there's getting they're getting a lot of pushback from the community on that new stuff so i and i think it's so they can do stuff like the movie and this tv show but yeah i don't know oh yeah because you can't if you if if everyone can just use it that includes like uh, companies and they don't have to pay right i guess yeah like it's yeah they're changing the licensing agreements and so there are a lot of people who are just like i'm not doing dnd one i'm only doing like 5e from here on unless they change this and like canceling subscriptions to like the i think it, is it called dnd one is the website i don't even know i can't remember uh but yeah mm-hmm. they're it's it seems like a bad situation over there at wizards of the coast oops figuring uh, it out man Paramount Plus needs to stop trying to be a thing. It's it's not going to happen. 
Stop trying to make it happen. You know what? But sadly, everything I hear, like everyone's like, oh, I'm, I'm finding that I have started dipping into these other streaming services, not by not out of like a want or a need, but the, uh, there have been shows that people have told me about that are amazing on it. So I've started like asking people for their logins and I've found, because I've, I have gotten access to every single one of them. Every one of those streaming services has like three like must see shows and it's kind of shitty. Like I'm like, Oh man, oh, I'm just, saying that's why that we don't need. Like I hear amazing service. things about Yellowstone and it's two spinoff prequel shows that are currently ongoing. And I'm like, we should probably watch Yellowstone, but I'm like, I don't want to. I, I, uh, I think I got Joel's uh, login right now. I've been a huge transformers fan for all my life. And the new transformer series is on Paramount plus, And I'm just like, God damn it. I'm not paying for Paramount plus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I I accidentally let our Apple TV lapse, and I'm like, well, Ted Lasso's coming back. That's probably fine. I'm, I just got onto a friend's Plex server, and he, uh, that's the future. <laughs> oh no, no, uh, Phil Phil has been pushed has been doing that for, for long, like long, long time. My friend, I'm running MB, but yeah, mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. yeah, we still like. Because we uh, Phil and then an, another coworker of ours all like anime, so we all just bring our hard drives and being like, "Hey, you have this one? Good. I don't have that one here." And then we just trade anime back and forth a lot too. Got the the, the subs, the fan subs. See, I'm all I'm all dubs, only because I watched a lot of I watch a lot of it while doing other things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the problem is like depending on the era, like now subs are or dubs are pretty like standard quality, but like. Years ago, ages ago, you got some real whack ass dubs. <laughs> oh no, I I used to just deal with it. Like, well, mm-hmm. that's why it's like going back to like Dragon Ball Z and then hearing that's Japanese Ocean. Goku be like, "This oh, is well, not what I grew up with." Grandma Goku is a problem, and I think I think <laughs> I think just across the board, all the English voices are better for Dragon Ball. Like Piccolo's voice, okay. Piccolo is just like a dude in in yeah. uh japanese he's just like normal guy uh, but in english he like got like a gruff voice and he sounds like a threat and like a you know like he's powerful it's very different yeah it's different energy so we got two same, same uh, last for plankton and spongebob plankton and spongebob has like a very in japanese has like a very high cute voice hmm yeah it's very very different from the english Oh, I'm going to Google that in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, We got two 1.0s this week, Children of Silent Town, uh, which actually we have a review incoming, and Lone Ruin, uh, a game we talked about on this podcast. Uh, Lone Ruin is more of a bullet hell roguelike shooter, but uh, both of those go 1.0 this week, which is exciting, so good for them. uh, As two little indie games uh, getting their 1.0s. Next, we have freebies. Here is where we insert the freebie sound. Freebies. I like to, I really like to like announce this is where you put the freebie sound, even though I can just edit it in. I want to make sure everybody knows. Is you, you just insert. get a soundboard and hit it, and it'll put it in. But you can't hear it on your end. That takes a lot more audio routing. Do you? Do you? I mean, do you got? If you don't have an Elgato Stream Deck, Steam, the Elgato Wave Mic. Oh, I do. Kind of, okay, if you got a Wave Mic, no, if you have a Steam Deck, Stream Stream Deck, 
it's not yeah, enough. You need oh, you need the wave mic and the software, and then you could easily there we do go. It, but yeah, yeah, that's what I don't have. But we got the freebies. Is what I do have. Freebies. 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 First class trouble uh, is a game that we talked about on this podcast. First class trouble is a a a community social uh, deduction game where you and some friends are on a spaceship in the the future but it's like the sci-fi like what we thought of in the 1950s future retro uh, and you're all i really don't like retro futurism yeah. and you're on a spaceship that's a first class spaceship and you're all fancy lads but there is a murderer among you one of you is a cyborg and has to murder the others so there's like a lot of uh Fun times you can have a lot of Among Us style fun. In a, I was say, does he get voted off? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. And you could turn other people into cyborgs. You could have multiple cyborgs. And there is, like, you can have party chat that's only among cyborgs. So you can do some audio that way. So there's a lot of fun with that one. Uh, Divine Knockout on Epic Game Store. So First Class Trouble and Divine Knockout on uh, Epic Game Store. Uh, Divine Knockout is... Uh, it's kind of a platform I fighter, say isn't it? It is a th- 3D. What? It's a 3D platform fighter. Like, yes, 3D platform fighter, smash, but 3D, full behind the back. And e- each character is a god. It's like a, So it's divine with their divine powers, but they're knocking each other out. And you can knock each other off the map like as well. Might, but not a MOBA. Yeah. They are just so. giving this game away for free on every platform they can. It was on Steam, it was on PlayStation, I'm sure it was on some other stuff. Oh, we definitely um we definitely announced it when it was free on Steam as well. So, but you know, give letting, letting people get the opportunity to yeah. get in on some freebies here. Uh we also have Game Deck Game DEC Game Deck. Uh, this one is on- interests me a lot. Yeah, this one's on Epic Game Store. It is an isometric uh, third-person cyberpunk RPG. You're moving. I'm a big fan of the a big fan of the Shadowrunner series, so this interests me. Yeah, very much Shadowrunner. You're doing uh, conversation choices. You also get uh, skill trees and different abilities that you can use to hack your way through the cyberpunk future. Mm -hmm. So Phil, pick that one up. You definitely should. We also have Garten of Banban, Garten, G-A-R-T-E-N, of Banban, B-A-N-B-A-N. It is what the kids call the new type of jump scare horror or streamer fodder, where you are exploring a kindergarten with lots of little fun monsters that have human teeth and want to murder you, a la a Five Nights at Freddy's, or what is the other one? What's the new one? Uh, oh, there was Slenderman. There was, that's, no, that's, no, no. that's older than Five Nights at Freddy's. That's really old. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, uh, God, I don't know. I'm I trying to figure out what it is now. I don't care. Uh, SCP-type stuff it seems like it's kind of creeped back up in popularity recently, but I, yeah, I don't Yeah, know. the new stuff is more about the... Like, you're playing as these... Uh, Pop, Poppy's Playhouse. Oh, Poppy's, yeah, Poppy's okay, play. sure. No. Mm-mm. Never Poppy's heard of Playtime, it. and that's the and Poppy's Playtime is like you actually see these like stuffed animals of the horror creatures at like carnivals now for giveaways. <laughs> I mean, yeah, did, were, did, weren't they doing that with Five Nights at Freddy's? I don't. Is Poppy's, oh no, what I'm saying is that Poppy's Playtime is like the new thing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you see, is, it's replaced Five Nights at Freddy's. Is it also Christian propaganda? <laughs> it might be. 
it very well might be. Yeah. But uh, Garten of Bam Bam. We also got Cart Riders Drift. If you want some fun, free to play cart riding, Cart Riders Drift on Steam. And they got two more Dominance. Dominance on Steam. It is an early access uh, multiplayer top down shooter. Uh, let's see here. Uh, five different characters battling up to 24 foes in an ever-evolving terrain and prove your dominance. So it is uh, a battle royale, and you can there's uh, destructible environments in a top-down third-person shooter. Lastly, Flash Party. Flash Party, if you ever wanted to play some sm like some more Smash, but you're tired of Smash, let me tell you about Flash Party. Free-to-play Smash Brawling. Uh, 3D, but you're still just the side camera view. You got the percentages. You got colorful cast of characters, new powers. It's called the Stardust Warriors. So go ahead and check out Flash Party. Now, Andre. That, that's got to be like a Getty game. Flash Party. That's like a game Getty yeah, would bring to this podcast. We, we, don't, we don't talk about his games. <laughs> we don't talk about his games. Uh, Andre, you asked, what do you use to tie up a chicken? I mean, you asked, and then you didn't answer, so I just, you know. The answer is a hentai. Womp womp. That's a knee slapper right there. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Can't hear me slapping my knee because of the NVIDIA broadcast noise removal. <laughs> Damn NVIDIA. Well, uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back, guys. Back with the backlog blog, where we just, we got more anime, lots more, more anime. anime. It's always it's always more anime time. What time is it? Anime time. Phil, yes, you you uh, you are one of the biggest uh, Shin Megami Tensei fans I know. Tensei, and actually, <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese speaker corrects me in that. Ten Tensai is genius, so that would be a completely different uh, meaning. Was it, uh, what does ten, ten, Tensei mean? Uh, what, I don't. What's Shin? It's new. You know what genius? Shin mean? Megami new, new rebirth. Yeah, new goddess rebirth. I guess so. Uh, yes. So it'd be new goddess genius. <laughs> All right. So Phil, you've played. Uh, every Persona game and their expansions, except for uh, mostly, mostly uh, Persona, yes, and most Not of you. the and most of the uh, Shin, Megami, Shin Megami Tensei games. In this case, uh, you had not dipped into Persona Five Royal, but now you have been. What are your thoughts on Persona Five Royal? I mean, coming fresh off of uh, Soul Hackers Two for Switch, it was definitely a change up going back into Persona 5, where I, I beat the original Persona 5, and then, you know, Royale came out, was like, two years later, something like that, and I just, I didn't touch it. I'm like, ah, do I want to revisit that that game another 80, 100-plus hours okay. on that? And, you know, <clears throat> then I did... Uh, it was 120 for me. 
120. I think I came in right at 99 when I finished. Yeah, on, on Royal? Probably no, no, on uh, on original Persona. So. Oh no, that's what I was saying. Is that on um, mm-hmm. on Royal? I definitely was. Uh, all the extra. I went through all the extra DLC stuff. So it definitely was like 120. I was like, yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So uh, I was gonna say. I think I want to say it was about 65 hours on SMT five, and about uh, about the same in Soul Hackers too. So um, again, coming fresh off those games, it was it did feel nice to jump back into that uh, persona format where you you know you're isolated pretty much in SMT, and then Soul Hackers is completely different uh, feel from any of the persona games. So one thing I noticed right off the bat was obviously the new intro, and I'm playing this on Switch, so. Um, having played it on a ps4 the original but this is definitely uh an interesting add-in with all the extra stuff that they give you for royal and what i'm really really digging right off the bat is when they give you the extra outfits yeah that changes the the battle music oh i hell yeah i was um i put in the i put on the saint hermelin suit for the main character and when they jumped into a battle, I was expecting the, the usual jazzy uh, uh, battle music. And it gave me the remastered battle music from Persona 1. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what happened here? And yeah. that's, when it, that's when it hit me like, oh, it changed because of the outfit. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so I went on and started changing uh, the outfits into the guys from Persona 3 and got that battle music and the same thing with 4. And it was a lot of fun. It definitely added um, a bit of fresh air to uh, Persona 5. And as much as I loved Persona 5, um, you know, having played it fairly recently, it's like, okay, I know what to expect. You know, is, is it going to just be another drudge? But they, it changes things up enough that when you're playing this, there's new new pieces to the dungeons. Like you're finding the um, uh, the will seeds that yep. give you new pieces there. And then there's new the... Gear. Yep, the new gear. And then there's that the kid riding around the car, Mementos. And Yo, uh, <clears throat> Jose. Jose. Jose, Jose. No, he, uh, he calls him. Eh, that always messed me with me because he goes, "My name is Jose." I'm like, mm, "No, it's not." What are we doing? <laughs> I mean, they um, probably I did definitely... something weird in the Japanese, and so the localization, <laughs> like, there's like yeah. that. That is the best way to localize it. I remember uh, telling you, Phil, you're like, "Oh man, they have all these new costumes." I'm like, "Oh, I know," because the with the the switch and updated versions, you get all of that. It was that was DLC content, because mm-hmm. I I definitely went through the store and was like, "Well, I'm buying all of these costumes because I want that music," and I I definitely paid a, a probably about twenty five bucks for all of it. Thinking it's like, worth I, it. It's absolutely it's, it. it's absolutely worth it. I especially like the I like the dancing. There's two dancing all night outfits and they give you two different uh fight songs mm-hmm. like different combat yes. songs so yes that got me pretty hyped i was like i, li- it, I like that soundtrack a lot too is the juness theme song in here i don't think so i think it's just no, the combat not, music yeah um what also i thought was uh awesome was um they had some of the outfits from uh catherine which is great yeah so i think that they also dr- added shin megami tensai 3 i think at some point did it again um I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I, did I haven't again. seen that yep. bit. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said but, it wrong. But Catherine's a good pull, though. Catherine's a really good pull. Addressing Mona as the little sheep <laughs> was yeah. hilarious. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also get, uh, have you gone into your own, have you gotten your own palace yet? Yeah, the little, uh, the little hangout area where you guys could play like a, a like a some form of poker, and you get to see all the art stuff, and get like cool you get like statues. a sound test, and yep, I, I really, it, really digging that. I had no idea that was in the Royal. I have not. I've booted it up to see if it works on the Steam Deck uh, using Windows, and but I have not like made it past the intro. Like I just have to start a new game next time I boot it up because I that's I did not get far enough to save. Yeah, they, um, once you, not too far in, they give you that whole thing, and it, it, it kind of acts as like a the here's like here's all the uh, the 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 what's it called the the um, the artwork when they you know the sketches the early concept, sketches of the concept art. Yeah, and then you also get these th- the three you get three D models of like oh here you can if you the stuff you do they actually have its in in own in game achievement system that w- gives you currency to buy character models and persona models. And then they give you a whole section to display them and give them different poses. Okay. So it really kind of adds all this stuff and lets you rewatch cutscenes and then play a form mm-hmm. of like poker. That's pretty fun. And then, yeah, so they, they really kind of added a whole bunch of stuff there. Yep. And then as far as the gameplay goes, they added a lot of extra bonuses uh, with some of the new characters, like the psychologist gives you some battle bonuses. And then the new uh, female character also gives you some things like you can avoid ambushes. Uh, if you're about if you're about to be ambushed and you hit a button, you gotta do a backflip, and you can regain the upper hand for a battle. They, they added just so much to Royal. I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Honestly, I think I can do this. I, I could plug away another 120 hours on it. It it feels almost fresh again. And, and I mean, I'm right now. I'm actually um, I'm in the bank vault, about 33 hours in. Okay. And <clears throat> so, you know, I've played you know fair a fair bit so far, and I still got a long way to go. But it does feel like they gave it a new a new lease on life. It, it's it feels like a, an, enough of a breath of a fresh air that I'm not going to feel like I'm trudging along. I'm curious to to hear how the like the last i don't know third of the game goes because i feel like once you got past the intro basically so the intro is from like kind of late middle of the game and then after that Mm -hmm. i felt like the game was really like dragging its feet at a lot of places like the dungeons were so long they just space station was a slog yes yes that like stuff like that was so long there's cool ideas but they just they went on so long and i'm curious I remember if that like when i did it the royal second time around alleviates royal, any of that. i just i just pulled up a guide sure yeah, but it's, yeah it's not even a guide thing like it was just the time it took oh yeah <laughs> it was just like a, it's like come on i want to be done with this dungeon already. Yeah, yeah like why is this going on so long and you know they, uh, they want to sure. increase the difficulty and like make it a challenge and stuff but it was just like, oh my, I don't, why do I got to keep doing this? <laughs> mm. uh, Phil, have you looked up the rec- the prerequisites for getting the last, uh, the last area? No, I haven't. I'm just, I'm just enjoying it so far. So just, figure... just make sure that you kind of just... know what you got to do just because you could miss it. That's messed up. Is that, that is just, is abs- just to get the true ending or no, it, to get the DLC content at all. 
That oh, it's, okay. It's, so it's an extra <laughs> DLC content mission. That is messed uh, up. Not a mission. It's like it's it's, it's like, like another, yeah, it's, like it's another kind of palace. It's a whole nother palace. It's like an extra like again like fifteen hours. It's um the you have to max out the new girl, the the therapist, and uh, a catchy. Mm. That is messed and, up. And, and I maxed out Akechi. You kind of max out. Akechi is mm. pretty pretty close to impossible to miss. You could get sure. close. Yeah. But um, the girl and the counselor are where you just have to kind of like whenever you have an opportunity, just make sure you can give them a shot, and then you should yeah, because you can't you can't you can't go visit the counselor at almost any time like the others. That no, you, you know, gotta again. I would look up his schedule. And just like reserve, I think it's like Thursdays. Just reserve Thursdays for him or whatever day it is, and just be like, okay, every Thursday I'm gonna just double check him. On Thursdays Um, we talk to a catchy. Yeah, and then they add um, they also add new things to do with your team. So you now you have like there's like a whole game area where it's like, oh, we can go play pool, we can go play darts, and then that builds up more of like the points so that you can like level up their. Like, you don't get a full level from them, but if you've ever gone and hung out with a friend and they go, oh, you're close to leveling up, but not quite. Mm. If you go play darts with them or something like that, the next time you do... It's it's more efficient than just the plain hangout. Yeah, because the like while you're doing the darts, you also can... You're building up, like, a skill. So you you get, like, oh, I have more of, you know... You can proficiency. And you can then makes it easier to go eat that giant burger at the uh, Okamura Burger. I definitely, I, I think that's a that's a trophy, and I platinumed Persona Royal, so I think that is. What 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 is the burger place in that? It's Big Bang Burger. Is it Big Bang Burger? Okay. Yeah, it's a spaceship themed one. Yeah, right, right, right. And that's where the spaceship palace comes from. Is that that guy? Yes, yes, yes. That that I remember. I just couldn't remember the name of the restaurant. And I'm trying to think. They added. They, it, it's a. They they definitely. Phil, are you gonna pick a new love interest? I don't know. Uh... Who, who did you pick the first time? Anne, obviously. See, so I'm, that's not obvious to me. Oh, Makoto, uh, just, I mean, just because she was the first one there, so it's oh. the first one there, easiest one to go through and just max out. Nah, man, uh, Makoto, the biker chick. <laughs> I think this time we'll try to go for uh, the new girl. We'll see how that goes. I think that one I mi- I I I actually the in Royal I tried really hard to get to get to that point, and I actually. T- I ran out of time. I just like, like there was one act, there was one last day and I was like, I'm going to try. And then she didn't level up and it didn't work. And I was like, ah, I didn't get anybody this time. Uh, I, I might've been a degenerate and like romance too many people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hard to say, but it, cause like they, if it, 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 it like sneaks up on you. And you're like, oh, wait, oh, God, wait, oh, I didn't, oh, okay. Uh, I, I told you the story about how I turned off a PlayStation because I didn't want it to be offered. <laughs> there was, um, I <laughs> yeah, accidentally sorry. leveled up Anne to the point that she's like, I think I love you. And I was like, Mm-mm, turn off PlayStation. I'm not going to do this. I'm yeah, going to lose. Uh, break the disc. And- <laughs> I'm like, I lost two days of, of progress of the game. And I'm like, that's fine. I don't, I'm going to avoid Anne from here on out. Done. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. I don't need to have that awkward conversation. Yeah, that's that makes sense. All right, so uh, you're going to keep going with that one, Phil? You think you're going to kill it? Yeah, I think I'm going to complete this one. Hell yeah. I'm going to try yeah. myself because I got the Steam Deck and I, I'm going to... 
give it a shot. That's like the only way I think I could play that game at this point. Yeah, same. You could you could sit down and watch some TV while you're doing it. Exactly. But speaking of some uh, some of these classic games, I think Persona for me is like a Persona Five is like a classic now. But also, how old does Final a game Fantasy... have to be to be a classic? I th- I see. I don't th- I don't think age f- factors into it. I always feel like. If I feel it compares to the best of the best, I'm going to say okay. it's up there. Okay. Well, that'd be a future classic. Yeah. So uh, you are playing, Andre, uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Yes. The best Final Fantasy game. How how often do you go through Final Fantasy VIII? Is that like a yearly thing? No, oh, no. Uh, I The last time I played it was probably close to a decade ago. Uh, okay. Like, I've... Com- I've played it many times, but like played to completion, I've only completed it probably twice. Like once, I've only like, completed it once. Probably like middle school, and then, and then like early college, and now I'm going back to it because I got the Steam Deck, and I was like, you know what, it's time to revisit because they put the, you know, there was the remaster on Steam came out a couple years ago, and so I've just been plugging away through that. I'm near the end of disc one. I'm like in Delling City where getting ready to go assassinate the sorceress and that whole business. Yeah. But I've been spending a lot of time with the old triple triad. Oh, oh hell God. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> I was terrible at it. Uh, See, I, I loved it. And then I found a phone version and I was like, sick, I'm going to play this phone version forever. And then I played the phone version. And then I'm like, man, I suck at triple triad. I'm done. <laughs> so Getty has the physical, has the physical oh, cords. Wow. Uh, so the thing is, if you play Triple Triad, you can just absolutely mm. break that game. And I, I have not gone so far as to absolutely bust it before the game even starts. Because you can get, like, the third, like, not the last weapon, but you can get, like, the third or fourth weapon for Squall, the main character, uh, before you even, like, do the, the mission at the beginning where you go to, like, the, the radio tower. So you can yeah. you can by playing triple triad and getting items and GF abilities and refining stuff you can just like completely bust the game and become super overpowered immediately. I think I did that originally. And because the game also like does level scaling and which people like brief aside people were saying like oh Pokemon Scarlet and Violet should have level scaling because it's an open world. I'm like no, that doesn't make any sense for Pokemon. Why would you do that? Uh, why even? Why would you level your Pokemon? But anyway, uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII level scaling in some like it kind of changes the narrative a bit if you think about it without like with the level scaling like because in Final Fantasy VIII you were playing a group of child soldiers they yeah. had been r- raised from a young age to go and do battle in these like mercenary camps. And go around the world and do mercenary shit. And you were, you were, if you think about it that way, like these characters are just insanely powerful from the get go. And the only thing holding them back is that they are lacking, they don't have the resources basically to be ultra powerful. Because the way you mm-hmm. get powerful through these games is by getting, by using the draw system to pull magic from the environment through draw, draw points around the map. 
or from enemies. So you can go in a fight and you can just like pull out. I'm just going to pull 100 fires from you, dude. And then I'm going to put my fire onto my attack and then my strength is going to go up and I do more damage. Uh, so it's basically your characters are as powerful as they can be physically the entire time. I, they do level up and that increases things a little bit. But basically their power is just coming from the way they interact with the environment, which is interesting. Uh, and it also puts into it like a play that like <clears throat> you're never like just destroying something yeah. because you know well unless kids, right? you Every... spend the whole time getting pulling fire out of stuff or you know get and then refining it into firaga and then you put it on your attack and you've got max strength and you're doing 255 damage eight hours into the or you're doing like 9999 damage eight hours into the game <laughs> What I mean is that if you think about it narratively, there are a bunch of kids. Every fight yeah. should be like, yeah, horrifying and difficult. Yeah, but then also it does get weird when you're like level ninety nine, and then like some jellyfish on the beach near your like school are like still fighting okay. you and like not dying. Uh, you know, like that's being you know a little overkill with the example, but you know there is there is that like give and take with the um, the level scaling where you know enemies that should be nothing are then like super powerful and enemies that are super powerful become almost trivial but they, they still keep things pretty strong uh and I but still find it like i have not been breaking the, the game in any way like that but i've been playing the triple triad i just find it so ridiculous that like uh, like the 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 fight that always sticks in my mind was always like the most difficult fight ever was you just get handed a lantern at one point pretty mm -hmm. early on uh -huh. mm -hmm. and then if you if you interact with that item it just unleashes diablo and it's like well here's the super hard boss he's gonna just destroy you but check it out that boss also gives like you it's very scary but also you realize he's just doing demi magic on you yep and i he can't, can't even you. he can't kill you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which is a hilarious thing be, you know you have to fight him and beat him but he can't kill you <laughs> and that was also like one of the that was another break the game thing i remember i sat there and just demied the crap out of him or mm -hmm. i just i just you threw just, a bunch you, of demis yep from him. draw demi and then you can just be like, okay i'm maxed out on demi and now i'm just gonna draw and cast on you and have yeah infinite magic infinite and yeah it's stuff like that there there's a lot of cool stuff in that game and i think the story is it goes absolutely bonkers and weird, but I think it's of the original Final Fantasy games, you know, not including like seven remake uh, and just like main numbered series entries. I think it's my it's hands down my favorite story in Final Fantasy canon. I have not played like one to six, but I played seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, oh, okay. thirteen, mm. fourteen through Stormblood and 15 and you know they all have like good parts but i the stuff with like sorceress and all that stuff it's it's it gets a little hokey uh in the later on but i i think they stick the landing pretty well with all that stuff going to space okay oh yeah you go to space yeah it's cool yep <clears throat> so now i have one question for you yes do you subscribe to the theory that squall is dead no, that I don't know. Like I, you know, I perfectly reasonable theories. Uh, but I, you know, I don't even I don't look into that stuff. I'm just like, oh yeah, man, that's okay. Reaching through time and space, uh, 
Squall ain't dead. Is that theory Squall is dead from the beginning? Uh, when you in the after the end of the first disc, you get stabbed through the oh, chest. Oh, right, a, right, a, right. Ice, yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, come on, man. It's and then Final after, Fantasy. after that is when it's, things start getting real yeah. weird. Oh, yeah, but they're already weird. I no, it's it's no. I don't I don't subscribe to that. Who who was the director on that game? That wasn't a. I mean, Squall does have like two belts, so this could be a Nomura joint. Uh, let's see. Uh, who who directed composer? What do you think, Phil? Squall dead? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> uh, uh, Yoshinaru Katase. He. I say he drew, he drew multiple belts and patches on him. Was sure it wasn't Rob Lowfield. <laughs> no, it's an artist, uh, Yusuke Naorda and Tetsuya Nomura. So Nomura was on Final Fantasy VIII. It was before he went a little off the rails with the belts, for sure. For me, it all come, the 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 thought for me is that picture of Squall with no face. You're the best it's looking guy here. Just a hole in his face when he dies. Oh, oh sure. doesn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VIII still good, still holding up, and I will I will be continuing to play through that on the Steam Deck because it's just like pick it up, play a little bit, set it down, go away. It's perfect, and like because it's got the uh, the level scaling, you don't need to grind, which is nice. You can play through that whole game at level one, and it's not like an exceptional challenge. It's just like a unique thing to do. How would you do that, though? You get your allies knocked out, and then because mm-hmm. the boss battles don't, I hey, can you do it at level one? Maybe you can't do it at level one, but you can do it low level because boss battles yeah. don't don't give you experience. They only give you oh, AP, right. which they level do. up your GFs, Guardian Force, and they, so you just need. I to, also hated that the. the I also you get, hated the press square rapid fire during GFs. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, the boost. Yeah, that's you know some stuff. Steam version gives you a lot of like, it has like a times three fast forward mode. It's got like an always have limit break mode, like you know. So there's some things to make it simple or you know a little less annoying to get through that stuff. And you can just like level up Diablos to get no encounter, and so you just don't have encounters if that's what you want to do. You can just oh, play triple true. triad and refine cards into magic, and then you're you're good. Once you get to a certain point, you don't need to find anything. No, not at all. It's ever just bosses, but mm-hmm. again, no, don't level you up. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Good, good game. So with that, let's move into our last segment of the episode. One last thing. One last thing brought to you by my horrible hentai joke at the end of the news. I'm still okay with it. I'm still okay don't bring- with it, guys wasn't brought to me so no <laughs> i'm still okay with it uh so one last thing uh one last sentence one last statement sending us into the weekend and you the listener into the weekday for me i just beat uh i what was it uh, job simulator in vr so i'm having fun on my vr my oculus quest 2 i'm not calling it a meta how did it compare to your real job uh, I would take everything that I received and threw it at other things, including the boss. So it actually kind of 
very similar to my job. Ask Phil. I throw a lot of stuff at him across the cubicle. <laughs> yep. Next, next, I'm, I'm eventually going to try Resident Evil 7. I'm very mm-hmm. scared. I and uh, have like VR, I guess VR is only in. Uh, wait, isn't Resident Evil VR only on PlayStation? No. Mm-hmm. You can do it on Steam. If you own it on Steam and you can mm-hmm. do it through that. You sure? I thought so. I don't think that's right. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty uh, sure 7 at least is only on PlayStation. Uh, let's see. And uh, fully in VR. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Phil, what is your one last thing? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep looking into this, but... Yeah. Uh, my one last thing is I'm looking forward to uh, some new hardware, a better mic coming on in. Uh, should be here in the next couple of days, so po- which will possibly help me get a job in uh, voicing cartoon characters. So uh, trying to dip my toe into voice acting and uh, just slowly working my way into that when I have time. Just like, you know, between uh, four kids and a full-time job and a wife who works 60 hours a week, it's uh, been pretty tough to find time for gaming and anything else outside of that. So I'm looking forward to. More power to you. Also, Andre, you have to do do a couple of mods. But since I've been playing Skater XL, I'm actually really comfortable using mods. I think think you can even mod Resident Evil 2 into VR. But yeah. One step at a time. Let's take care of this uh, hillbilly murderers, murder house. Uh, Andre, what is your one last thing? Whatever. (laughs) Channel my inner squall. (laughs) I like that. I like that. And that will be Leon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know why he has to be called Leon in Kingdom Hearts is because the Heartless destroyed his planet and his world, and so he's going into hiding and he's in witness protection. You know, like I I can't. If you're going to go into Kingdom Hearts, I can't take you guys seriously. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, uh, Andre, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, and on the Gaming Fix podcast, where I will be back this week, finally, after my vacation. And I believe this week is going to be where we talk about our favorite games of 2022. Probably. Nice. I can't, I can't wait. And you can find the rest of us at SuperGG Radio on Twitter, at SuperGG Radio. Also, you can find Phil at VMPhil on Twitter. Right, Phil? Yep, at VMPhil on Twitter, and right here on SuperGG Radio, and hopefully at a cartoon television near you. Also, you can watch us uh, at twitch.tv slash SuperGG Radio, where you will see me doing uh, backlogging on the Mondays. I got... I started playing... Hard, uh, hard space shipbreakers, and that's kind of all I like. I have games to play. I have assignments and stuff, reviews, and also video game homework. But all I want to do is play hard space shipbreakers. I oh, good game, guys. I got real into Power Wash Simulator, but I wish I had spent that time playing Hard Space Breaker. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm probably like three out, three four hours into it. And I just like I just want to play it again. Like I want to leave right now and we'll play it. Tuesdays, you will find me playing some Skater XL while listening to some hip hop. So you can always come hang out and chill with me while I'm doing kickflips. 
and hang out, listen to some, some, some mellow beats. Joel has been taking up any stream time he can to play. He, him and Kelly got real deep into Vampire Survivors. He's already 100% in it once, and now he's indoctrinated the rest of his family to do the same. So they are literally starting from scratch and letting his kids and his wife now play it to 100%. Uh, so that is Wednesday. Thursday, we usually have a live podcast, but we had a lot of people up this week, so there will not be a live podcast today. And also Saturday will be more Vampire Survivors. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com. Then provide a review on iTunes or the Big Mommy Milkers of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG, Andre. GG, Alex. GG, Phil. GG. Good night, everybody. I don't think she'll